Hey there, thank you for joining the live podcast, a podcast provided by the Love Yourself Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit aimed to help spread the message of self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has in not only building a better relationship with yourself, but a better relationship with others and with our beautiful planet. So if you're on a mission of self-healing, of self-improvement, of self-discovery, this podcast is for you. Be sure to like us on all social media platforms at the LY Foundation, at our website, thelyfoundation.org. And we're so thankful that you found us and we just hope to help you no matter where you are in your journey and to remind you that you are the most important person in your life. Enjoy the episode. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Equanimity Podcast. This is Jackson. Monica and I will be back soon going over the book Emergent Strategies. Today, I was just going to do a quick episode followed by some positive news going on in the world right now. Most of it concerns the environment. So just diving right in. The first thing I found was that a treaty has been approved to move forward that is to implement some governances and protections for the high seas, which is areas outside of any national boundaries and stuff. Just free ocean, but that does make up most of the Earth's surface. And to get this is all going on with the UN to get a whole body of government behind it to start implementing protections and conservation for all of that ocean, for all of that part of the earth, not connected directly to any singular country. That's a positive thing. And the treaty was approved to move forward. And it's so now it'll be under some more legal reviews. And then in September, it should be good to move forward and collect signatures and essentially if everyone approves with the signatures signs the treaty into action then it gets to move forward they get to implement these things to help protect the environment and the ocean which is again a a pretty big part of the whole world and its ecosystem and how it runs and then a link to this article and a link to everything that i'm going to talk about will be in the show notes the next one which i thought was super cool is this new conservation practice for the coral reefs and rehabilitating some of the coral reefs this specific article or this like this news thing was cool to me because it's professor yusuf he is teaching these practices conservation practices and rehabilitation for the coral reefs but like the cool thing to me was some of his students were ex-poachers that were doing illegal fishing practices and they were illegal because they were destroying the ecosystem, destroying these coral reefs, actually, to be specific. So it's just a super cool full circle thing. The professor's been at it for decades, teaching these classes and these students. However many years ago that they were doing those illegal fishing practices are now under his teachings and learning how to restore and help recover some of the coral reefs. I think that's a super cool thing. And my next article is some news from January, but 2023, and uh, it was just a positive thing that, like, I didn't know about. I'm very bad at keeping up with things in the news, personally, so forgive me if you've heard this stuff before. 
I just, I found it interesting while I was researching some things. There is the Montreal Protocol and the Kigali Amendment. The Montreal Protocol was established in 1987 after some of the first damages to the ozone were found, and it essentially just moves to help reduce our emissions and greenhouse gases. And in 2016, an extra amendment was implemented, the Kigali Amendment. Due to these two acts, there's been positive results in recovery to the ozone layer. And if we keep on the same track and with the same amount of effectiveness, the ozone is expected to make a recovery back to what it was in like the 1980s by 2040. So yeah, it is in a positive trend, upwards trend, a recovery trend. And that is a positive thing. As long as these two protocols stay the same, if we implement more and do more things, it's possible to see that recovery even sooner. That's just a fun little thing decided to share. And also another thing in January that I definitely just saw for the first time was that France began a ban on single-use plastics in, in restaurants that can serve more than 20 people. Any restaurant really, but like the fast food ones are some of the bigger generators of single-use plastics or throwaway paper boxes and things like that. So France implemented where there's a ban on that. It shows that they might just move to harder, more durable plastics, which aren't necessarily like forever, but at least you can get a couple more uses out of them. All of that, again, is a positive step and a positive move forward to undoubtedly reduce the amount of waste, right? Anything that's greater than a single use and then you throw away, help reduce the amount of waste generated every day. And also with the ban on those single use things, was it shift towards a bigger push of eating in? So to, they can provide plates that they can wash all these things are steps and yes we need giant action but i think there's some philosophy somewhere that shows a bunch of small acts can easily build up to create a giant wave of movement and if anything that's a snowball effect you just keep doing these things and they build up to make dramatic change and i think that's a big deal if we can all think like that just to do our best to do 1% better every day, then that can create and generate change in the long run. We're playing the long game here on Earth, I would say, hopefully. We're a relatively young species at 200,000 years old or whatever, but we can keep going for another couple hundred thousand, maybe, if we play our cards right. Some quote I found somewhere while I was looking them up is just that, uh, that hope is like a primary driver that there's nothing really without hope or faith in future success. That is not one of the quotes I wrote down to share, obviously, as it was very loosely attained. But I do have three positive quotes here. The first one, it is from Colin Davis. And the quote reads, the road to success and the road to failure are almost exactly the same. That's a thing that I'm going through personally in my life and it is a really helpful reminder to see failures as not necessarily a negative thing i feel like that word has such a negative connotation we all hope that all of our endeavors go exactly as we plan and that we accomplish everything we want to accomplish relationships business art plans events any anything right we all always want it to go according to plan if not better but a failure, quote unquote, doesn't necessarily have to be a negative thing. Something 
goes askew or it goes just a little to the left. I think that those failures just serve to teach us. If we don't attach such a negative energy to them or a negative connotation, then we can just see them as learning lessons. We can take on those failures and just learn from them and implement the things that we learned in future endeavors. That's how we grow. And if you think about anything that you've learned in life, anything that we've all learned in life, it, they're all predicated and built on the failures from our past. Simply learning to walk is just a bunch of falling over until we get it right. And then when you get the walking down, then running comes. And then that momentum is carrying you. There's going to be failures along the way too. Who here hasn't tripped while running or walking? I've done both plenty of times. And if I let those trips be a determinant of how all of my future walking is going to be, then I would not walk because some of those falls hurt. And that's the same thing for any project that you're working on. One failure, two failures, all of the failures don't have to be a sign that you need to give up. Just learn from each one. And honestly, like the more failures, the better, because that's just more learning lessons, more that our knowledge grows and that our future attempts will be enhanced because of the knowledge. And I think that's a cool thing, personally. If we keep doing that, then... You know, we keep moving forward. And that's what it's all about, just to keep looking forward despite the failures and taking what we learn from the failures to change them into successes, which is what the next quote is. You learn more from failure than from success. And I think that you'll see that if you dive into any entrepreneurial book or any self-help or just talk to anyone about it. It's cheesy, but you learn more from failures than success. There's no preparing for the failures if you never see them i mean there's no prepping for that for any catastrophe or misstep if you never have a failure if you just somehow magically achieve everything you set your mind to on the first go around with absolutely zero learning lessons then the next one is different from the whole failure mentality it's just if you make your internal life a priority, then everything else you need on the outside will be given to you, and it will be extremely clear what the next step is. And that is from Gabrielle Bernstein. And to me, that I love that quote because I'm a huge advocate for meditation, journaling, self-reflection, introspection, all that good, not-so-fun stuff. And I, in my experience, yeah, it, I found that to be very true that one, when you look inside, you learn so much about not only yourself, but also the people in the world that you're interacting with. But also, if you make your internal life a priority, if you make yourself a priority, then everything works out for the better. I think that there's a taboo on selfishness. It's in no way selfish to take time for yourself, to help yourself, to heal yourself. Even if that means putting a pause on social interactions with others, taking time for yourself, making yourself a priority really does lend itself to helping others too, not only by setting that example and showing others that everyone is worthy of taking care of themselves, of loving themselves first over taking themselves into the ground to lift others up. And it not only shows that, or shows that example, you get to lead by example if you put yourself first. When you can be at your 100% best self, you're able to give way more to others, to those you love, to those around you, to strangers. Studies have been shown that you're just more prone and likely to give to others when you're not depleted we are only our individual experience at the end of it. We're one part and we can help build up those around us, build up community, build up 
family, friends, loved ones, everything. If that foundation is taken care of. But if you don't have a solid ground to walk on, then how can you walk on it to carry others, for example, or to hold others' hands as they go through their things? If you don't have a structure built for yourself, how can you provide shelter for others? If you don't take care of yourself, you can't truly give to others. You can't truly be there for yourself or be present in your art, be present in your work, be present in anything if you're not being present within yourself first and making your internal life a priority. Another funny way of looking at that, it's like the oxygen mask thing on airplanes, right? Like you have to put your own mask on before helping others. If you run out of oxygen while you're trying to help someone else, then that's dependent on you. For example, a child, and you guys are both out of luck. If you don't take care of yourself first and make sure you're good to go, then you can't really properly be there for others, be there for your community. That starts with truly taking care of yourself. I'm sure you've heard the quote about loving others. It's the same. A lot of my previous dialogue was focused on action to others, but I think that quote applies in love as well, and I'm sure we've all heard it, but if there's no self-love, then you can't truly love another person. Never be in a loving relationship or friendship, partnership, anything. Like, if you can't love yourself, then you can't love others. If you don't have a concept of what true love is for yourself, then how could you possibly give that out to others? How can you give what you don't have? You have to take care of yourself first. If you're feeling down or you're tired or burnt out, there's probably a good reason for it. It's not because you're not working hard enough. Like we, we know what we have to do and we do our best at it. It's just how we are as humans. And yeah, if you're feeling like you can't keep up or catch a break or catch a breath, reflect on that. Take that in and see what you can do differently for yourself. Stop thinking about the projects and the deadlines and the due dates or what other people need from you in this moment just turn inside and see what you need from yourself see what inner child needs all of your inner parts what the present you right now needs from yourself maybe you just need to eat maybe you need to take a relaxing evening to have your favorite meal maybe make it cook it there's always fun in, in cooking but if not order personally my favorite comfort food is this pad thai from a place up the street and yet, if I'm ever having a bad day, that's, that's the go-to comfort food. I know that I can just order that from them, support a local business, super sweet people, take that home and just relax with this delicious bowl of pad thai and just have a chill evening. And like that small act, though technically I'm doing nothing productive in it, is so recharging and relieving. And I can show up better for everyone else the next day because I took that time to recharge for myself and do what I needed. But who's to say what it is that you need? Only you can really tell that. If you're asking or wondering, would advise to turn inward because you deserve it. Everyone does. You do. And figure out what you need in this moment. And if it's help from friends, maybe it's not turning internal to be introspective and like alone in your thinkings. Maybe you, you need to just go hang out with friends that don't need something from you in this moment, but just want to hang out. Or just go on a walk with your dog or hang out with your cat. Watch a good movie. <laughs> there's no limit to what it is but only you can decide and you deserve to take a minute an evening a week month however long it is you deserve to take that time and figure out what it is that you need from you and then give that to yourself and through all these quotes online and books that you read and philosophies that you study I think you'll find, and then the experience that you'll live. Maybe you have lived. You'll find that when you take care of yourself and give yourself what you need, it pours over into everything around you and ends up truly being the best for 
everyone else around you, even if it feels selfish at times or it feels greedy that you're taking that time for yourself. When you do it, you'll see that it helps others in the short term or the long run. Maybe they learn to do this thing on their own because you had to take the time for yourself. And in the end, that's a beneficial thing that they got to learn how to help themselves. Thank you for listening. I truly do appreciate it. I hope you're enjoying the Equanimity Podcast, enjoying Monica and all her wisdom and the Love Yourself Foundation, all of their things. Please follow them if you don't already. Follow us if you don't. There's so much love and positivity to be shared there as well. We'll be back next week with a, a little review on Emergent Strategy. If you want to pick it up and read along, please do. We'll just be talking about themes and what we pulled out of how it can help us and things that we can implement in our lives moving forward. That's um, the Equanimity Podcast for this week. Thank you for listening again. My name is Jackson. I appreciate you all. I really do hope you're doing well. Please don't hesitate to reach out at all. We are here to support. So thank you.